Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're here at Launchpreneur Academy, and I'm talking with Paver Pete. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Brian was telling us, I was listening to his podcast, he was telling us the story that he called you, and you had no idea who he was, <laughs> and he pitched you, hey, you want to come speak at my event? And you're like, well, here's my life vision. It sounds like there's some alignment. I'm in. Yeah, there is. Some, Tell us your side there of the is story. Some alignment. That's exactly how it happened. I did a podcast. He heard it, called me up and said, uh, you know, these are maintenance contractors typically. Yep. Uh, and you speak to typically hardscape contractors and mason contractors. Yeah. Uh, do you mind coming? And I'm like, no, if they want to get into the hardscape business, then and I've got a kind of a four-step program that you okay. follow and make sure that you're making money and you're, you're generating leads and closing sales. I, I don't really like that word closing means at the end of something. So, uh, you know, helping people buy and then uh, finally building, you know, the high quality product that people are going to be paying for. So I said, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to be here. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit more about this, Pete. How, how did you get into the hardscape industry and, and where'd you get your origins to get to where you're at today? Tell us the story. Uh, needed to raise some money to go to school and okay. uh, started landscaping um, just myself and bring my brother in with me, bring friends in with me. And Mowing or Mowing, uh, a, lot, a lot of retaining walls, okay. t- timber walls. How, how did you know how to walls? do a retaining wall as a kid? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I didn't know how to price them, so I didn't always make money and a lot of times lost a lot of money uh, but they got a great job uh, you know quality's the commitment right you're going to do the best that you possibly can we laid a lot of brick pavers uh, okay. before concrete pavers were really around and and you know I'm a paving stone guy concrete paving stone guy and segmental retaining wall guy now but in the beginning there was just clay brick so then I went on to uh, University of Maryland I got a degree in accounting okay uh, and figured out boy I hate accounting <laughs> I, I worked at an accounting firm back in 2003 yeah. I hated it, too. I hate it. I don't yeah. work there anymore. <laughs> I went into the bank office where I worked, and uh, I said, when do we go outside? They go, when the day's over. Wow. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. So I stuck my motorcycle in the back of my truck, went home, and said, I need to, to get out of this. And I found a, a small uh, paving stone manufacturer, uh, went in there, knocked on the door, and said, who's selling paving stones for you? And they said, you are. I said, wow. Perfect. <laughs> that works out good. That was 1992. Okay. Uh, and I was very fortunate. We did a lot of uh, TV shows, Bob Vila, Home Time, Home oh, Team, wow. Extreme Makeover, all those kind of shows, Man Cave with Tony Saragusa and that kind of stuff. So it was a wow. lot of fun. Yeah. I uh, got my name Paver Pete, you know, the okay. pa- paving how guy. Did, how did that happen? Uh, I was on a TV show. They couldn't pronounce my last name, uh, which is Balog Lou. Okay. <laughs> so they struggled with it on camera. And they said, can we just call you Paver Pete? I'm like... That might work long term. And, wow. Uh, and it what has. What year was that? Oh, uh, that was the early 90s. So n- between 92 and 95 in there, and b- before HGTV, before DIY Channel, before, you know, this big, you know, home improvement kind of TV show stuff. It was all on PBS. And, you know, my daughter will sometimes say, hey, you know, Dad, can we watch some of your TV shows? And I pull out a beta tape or a VHS, VHS. tape. And she's like, what is this? Please so, be kind and rewind. Yeah. That's that, what I used to say no, on no, Here, right? take a pencil. <laughs> Spin it back in. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pete, you said two things that I think is really interesting to my audience. You talked about you didn't know how to put the uh, retaining walls in when you started. So you obviously 
figured out how to do your work with excellence. And then most common mistake that we make in this industry is we don't have our numbers dialed in. We don't know our numbers. We don't price these jobs right. So how did you grow into become a professional with knowing how to do the work the right way and most importantly, uh, doing it at a profit? Yeah, I, I think it begins with profit. Uh, okay. It begins with knowing the numbers. It begins with understanding your expenses, how to apply them to your labor rate calculation, how to apply them to uh, taking that to a direct cost, okay. which is the direct cost of producing the product. If it's a re- retaining wall, for example, then there's going to be layout and, okay. and excavation and, and subgrade classification, amendment and compaction, and then yeah. geotextile and then aggregate bases or concrete bases. or mm-hmm. you know, There's just the steps and layers to building a retaining wall. You do that all on paper first. Okay. It's the math, right? I mean, how much, how much labor am I going to consume? How much equipment time am I going to consume? Am I going to use subcontractors? What material do I have to buy? Next step. Okay, I've got to amend the subgrade. I need to buy lime, right, to amend the clay subgrade. Are you writing this down in a spreadsheet and a software? So, there's some great software out there. I think there's a couple guys here at Launchpreneur Academy that uh, are, are talking about software and estimating and okay. job pricing software. You can do it on an Excel document. You can do it right. on a piece of paper. The, the key is you got to know the numbers. Okay. Because if you know the numbers, then you can communicate that to the foreman, the lead men, the team, mm-hmm. that this is our objective. This is our goal, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and here's what we're trying to achieve. We can't skip a step in the quality process because we've outlined them. We've written them down. We've broken them down by labor hours, equipment, whatever. And the owner of the company or the salesperson or the president right. who's maybe all those people can easily call the foreman on the job and say, hey, where are we today? Yeah. Oh, we're screeding sand. Yeah. Wait a minute. We're not supposed to be screening sand yet. Yeah. You know, let me get out there and find out maybe we missed a step. And it all starts with those numbers. Now, when you're presenting this to the customer, so you have your spreadsheet or software where you got all this list of line items of all everything you need from the lime to the equipment to the labor to, you know. Pavers, wall block, whatever. Yeah. All of that's gigantic list. Yeah. Are you giving one fat round number to the customer? How, how are you making that presentation uh, to them that you found gets the most sales? Yeah. Um, well, I look at sales as helping people buy, right? Okay. I like um, that. Yeah. And, and when I go buy a car, and I'm a car guy, I own a bunch of old cars and motorcycles and trucks and Jeeps mostly. I, I love them. But when I go to buy one, uh-huh. I don't ask them how much the wheel is. Okay. Or how much the tire is, or how much does the driver's seat cost versus the passenger seat. Uh-huh. I'm not concerned with all the components and, uh, you know, wh- wh- how much is the Jeep? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a really cool Jeep. I like the color, hard top, six-speed manual. I like it. You know what I mean? How much is it? And, and that's what we got to get to. What is okay. the price for the product, right? Direct cost or the direct cost of producing the product. Okay. So the product in, in our case would be a retaining wall, a, a patio, an elevated water feature. We just had Greg, Greg Woodstock, the pond guy talking. Uh, so, it, you know, what is, what is it to build that? That elevated water feature right by the entrance to your door mm-hmm. with an aqua basin and, and techo block retaining walls around it is $3,500 or $4,000. And okay. homeowner goes, yeah, that sounds great. Sounds like a great place to greet my guests when they arrive. Sounds like a great place to drown out the sounds of the neighborhood so people can come and enjoy it. So that number, the 4,000 or the whatever the number is, is all that really matters to the consumer. Now, once you send that uh, to them, you email it to them, they see four grand for the project Mm -hmm. and they write back and say, Pete, let's get started. We're in. What's your next step with the deposit, the amount of the deposit, the scheduling to, to 
go mm-hmm. to, you know, actually start um, yeah. getting a shovel over there and getting yeah, started. Yeah, that's a, that's a contractual thing. You know, okay. they have to sign the contract. There's legalities. We're in uh, Michigan right now. I live in Ohio. And oh, really? What yeah, part of Ohio? Uh, right outside of Cleveland. Okay. A- Avon, little town yeah. called Avon. Yeah, do you like the Cleveland Browns? or? Uh, no, we're Steeler fans. What? Yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> My wife is Steelers. I'm Steelers by marriage. There's no choice. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. you, she you, can change the locks, turns yeah. out. Yeah. So I'm definitely Steelers. So I pulled it. <laughs> she, she asked me the first day. We've been married over 20 years. I'm a blessed individual. I'm happy to have her and my daughter. And uh, no, but we're, we're Steelers fans. But um, what were we talking about? You got me off we're, track. We're talking about contracts. So the customer yeah. says, so Pete, we want what, the job. Let's get rolling. That's what do you, right. What do you do so, to smoothly? So, you go? know, if that municipality, if it's a $4,000 elevated uh, water feature, a $4,000 walkway or something like that, you know, I would want the whole amount up front. It's a small enough amount, maybe up to the $10,000 range. You know, the, le- the legalities kick in where you're only allowed to collect 50, California, 50 or whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, New York, Connecticut, the socialist kind of little pockets around our country, which is a shame. But, um, you know, the, the opportunity uh, to, to get that contract, get it signed and, and have real money exchange. That's the Black's Law dictionary term for the amount of money has to be representative of the contract value. I want to make sure I'm understanding you right, Pete. It's a four, for our example, to use a round, easy numbers, $4,000 job. Mm-hmm. Customer says, yes, you're going to invoice them for the whole 4,000 right up front. I might ask him for a credit card right there at the table and swipe it. Okay. For the whole hundred percent of That's the job. That's right. Right. And you haven't even left the and, office. And, 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 and a lot of people will ask me, like, when you're in a sales situation, and I'm not talking about a $300,000 backyard or, or half million dollar backyard, front yard, side yard, makeover kind of project. Yes, sir. Those would be progress payments. But if I'm doing a front walkway or an elevated water feature with an aqua basin and all that kind of great stuff, and it's $4,000 for the walkway or that, that wow. elevate thing, it's very simple to me. Give me $4,000 in three weeks or a month. We're going to start. Material will start shipping in two. My team will start showing in four. You'll be done in three days or whatever it is after that fact. And I do it unapologetically. Wow. You really want this. I have proven to you that I am trustworthy. That's one of the components of the sales cycle. Trust, building trust. I'm trustworthy. I have a reputation. People know who I am. I work in this area. My kids go to school in this area. I'm ingrained. Look at my shirt. You know, I've got the Superman symbol. You know what I mean? That kind of. uh, And and I expect that you'll trust me with that money. And I'm going to be here. Now, you just delivered that to me with poise and confidence and trust as you're telling that. Did that take time or are you at 100% where your customers are like, oh, yeah, here you go, four grand? Or was there some friction? How easy was that? Because that's rare. I've, I've, this is like episode almost 580, Pete, of my podcast. And I ask similar questions to other guys. And a lot of people will say, well, give me two grand, the 50% deposit. You're, you're one of the first people that I've heard um, that say give 100% up front. How, how long? If that's legal where you are. Right. right? Ohio, it, Georgia. I'm it, from yeah, Georgia. Yeah. We can okay. do that there. Yeah. Okay. Then, yes, I would. Uh, the definition of sales in, mm-hmm. in my, the way I think, uh-huh. is the transfer of trust. Okay. And if I have done the job in the sales pitch with drawings, with explanations, and let me explain to you the cross section of, of this interlocking pavement walkway that we're going to build for you of aggregates and bedding layer and edge restraint and, and, and laying the best paving stones in mm-hmm. North America that are rock salt resistant and color through through and meet exceed all the world standards and blah, 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 right? Yeah. Get them all excited and, and say, we're going to build you this walkway and it's going to go in in four weeks and we're going to do it this way. And, 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 and here's who I am and here's what I represent. Mm-hmm. And, and 
it's four grand. Wow. That transfer of trust. Yeah. That might be the title of the episode. That's, <laughs> okay. that's beautiful, Pete. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a four-step process of getting educated and, and, and trained, and you briefly mentioned the top of the program. Yeah. Can you uh, share those four yeah, steps that, with us? That's my uh, seminar today. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, we we got thousands of people listening that aren't here today. So can you give us a little? Yeah, don't ab- hear this after this. You're not you're ab- not teasing ab- them. You're, <laughs> okay. you're not ruining your speech here. <laughs> All right, I call it the world according to Pete. Okay, because <laughs> I think it's funny to say it that way. <laughs> but uh, number one is uh, job pricing, understanding expenses, understanding labor rate calculations, understanding direct costs, mm-hmm. like we talked about labor equipment, material, and stuff. Indirect cost. Some people call that general conditions. Okay, uh, I call it indirect costs. Like job site pickup trucks, porta-potties, travel, tolls, these odd things that are going on okay. uh, in a bid that you need to recover the cost of. Then something else I invented <laughs> called the three Gs, which are not GAP, generally accepted accounting principles, uh, but I made them up and okay. they're real, uh, growth, gut, and goofs, Okay. Uh, so that you would, you're bid, yeah. your, your price for the job will fluctuate based on how much money you need to budget to achieve your goals, growth, mm-hmm. uh, gut instinct, which is real. A lot of people think that's a funny thing, but it's not. It's a biological thing. Your brain sends electric pulses to your stomach that releases acids and your stomach hurts. Usually oh. when something's wrong, yep. that's a gut instinct. If you're about to put in a bid and your stomach hurts, you should really look at something or wow. add something or do something, right? Yeah. And then goofs, you, you know, those homeowners that are online and have uh, made fun of some contractor or felt that they were slighted, you know, a hundred times on social media and they attack people on social media. Those are the kind of people that if I'm going to work for them, I'm going to elevate that price. And then the last phase of the first one is a profit margin. You know, we're not in the business of marking things up. We're in the business of making margin on everything. Wow. So that's what we want to make sure that we're doing is dividing by the reciprocal of our margin requirements. We make money, not just on the material, but on everything, every labor hour, every job site pickup, every, everything that's going on in that project, we're making money on it. That's a margin dividing by the reciprocal versus markups. That's number one. Okay. Number two is marketing. So we're going to cover today digital marketing, search engine optimization, search engine marketing. We're going to cover social media optimization, social media marketing, and cover a couple things about that so that we're, we're not... And there's some in, in our industry, hardscape, landscape industry, that there's some buffoons out there that are mm-hmm. that are doing silly stuff and, and not safe stuff. And I see some posts and, and I go, ooh, I hope OSHA didn't see that. You know, to just, you know, right. we, we got to elevate it. Yep. To- oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to have to shovel. I don't even have a snowblower. <laughs> Nobody to plow me. Oh my God, the neighbors suck. They don't help. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LauntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. 
Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Hey, everybody. Caleb and Brittany Allman here. Hello. Hey, we have something special to tell you about a sale at theheartskeepacademy.com. We are so excited and we are so thankful to have recently closed on our new shop property. We are extending the Black Friday sale for how long, Britt? An extra four days. We're going to go ahead and do it through December 3rd. We're so excited to do this and... We want to give back, you know, some of the blessing that we've been given here with being able to purchase our shop property and build our new facility. So we want to pass that on to you. We also want to build this thing. We need to raise some money for it. So we're like, well, we'll move some courses by uh, knocking some money off them and extending the sale that did so well anyhow. So folks, check it out. The deal again, 25% off all courses except our in-person training, right, Britt? Correct. For another four days through December 3rd. The quality, we call it content. I don't know if that's the right term or not, but the quality of what we put on our websites and on our social media should elevate our industry. Right? Yes, and, sir. and people understand that that's powerful. And then traditional marketing. Uh, and a lot of people have gone away from traditional marketing. I think that's a mistake. You know, we still need to have postcards. We still need to do door hangers. We still need to reach out to people in our community with events. And, you know, and, and if there's a home show in our community, sometimes they're rock, rock star events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be there. You need to have a nice booth and, you know, beautiful TV showing all your jobs and all that kind of stuff. So marketing is number two. Okay. Number three is sales. We'll go through the sales cycle and sales process. So it starts with being respectful, okay. doing your research. Don't go to talk to somebody you don't know. Ask them lots of questions. Direct message them lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Have them supply you with pictures of jobs that they like and want to have in their, in their project. Uh, direction questions. They're sitting at that kitchen table or in your office. You know, questions that move the relationship forward. That's what I call a direction question. Uh, then building trust. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people mess up and start with trust. Don't do that. Got to know something. This is a business transaction. We want to be professional and respectful and, mm-hmm. and move the relationship forward. But eventually, we're going to get to the point where we need to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right? And right. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe. <laughs> I think ben, Big Ben was done about three years ago. <laughs> Give me some like I love him. I love him. I hope they do. Uh, you know, and, and have those conversations, laugh and talk about fishing or hunting or guns or, you know, yeah. religion or, or politics or whatever. I don't right. really think any of that's off the table. I don't know who came up with that saying, don't talk about religion, history and politics. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Right. You know, I don't want to talk about reality TV. I don't watch that. Right. You know, I don't want, you know, to talk about cars or whatever, you know, you get to yeah. get to know them. Uh, then eventually we're going to go to the uh, learning phase, like helping them learn the cross-section of an interlocking pavement or a permeable pavement or an SRW. Mm -hmm. So they understand how somebody else could cheat them Mm -hmm. by not putting the swale at the top of the wall, by not having a four-foot positive pitch at the toe of the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it might be, you know, making sure they understand what they're paying for. 
let's go back to the analogy of me buying a Jeep because that happens a lot. <laughs> okay. You know, I want to know everything about the vehicle. I don't care what the tire costs, but is it aluminum? Is it mm -hmm. lightweight aluminum? Is the seat going to be comfortable now and five years from now? Is mm -hmm. I want to know a little bit about what my investment is going to bring me mm -hmm. so that two, two, three, four, five years from now, I'm not disappointed. Um, the next phase people call closing. I said it earlier. I hate that word, right. closing. So I say, help them buy. Yep. Help them make a good buying decision. Unapologetically, if it's four grand, I want four grand. If it's 300 grand, here's the progress payment and give me a check, credit card. You know, I don't know. Keys to your car. I don't, whatever. You know, just, yeah. this is going to move forward. You're going to be real happy and it's awesome. And then the last phase we're going to talk about is happiness, making sure that they're happy. And it costs money to make sure people are happy. You need to go back and say, is everything the way you want it? Did we, you know, in the design process and talking about this, is this kitchen island where you really want it? Is this wood-fired oven where you really want it? Is the aquascape, the, the putting, whatever it is that we built for them, yeah. I want to make sure that they're happy. And I want to make sure that my client for life. Yeah. The last thing I'll talk about, number four, is installation. Okay. So looking at interlocking pavement, segmental retaining walls, permeable pavement, which is the hottest stormwater management, the hottest topic in North America right now, feature construction, grill islands, wood-fired ovens, elevated water features, fire pits, all those kinds of things, learning how to build them, build them effectively and efficiently, and building them with super high quality so they're happy long-term. And then step construction and a couple of other things that we'll talk about. So that's my uh, speech today. Get a little practice for you here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I really appreciate it, Paver Pete. Uh, how can people connect with you and your content and, and get in your ecosystem? Okay. Uh, I'm at Paver Pete one at Paver Pete one on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, a Techo Block, uh, the company I represent. Uh, so you can follow us on Techo, at Techo Block YouTube channel or YouTube channel Techo Block. Uh, and be careful because a lot of people post our videos. I'm in most of them. Uh, so you, you can see me there yeah. uh, uh, on YouTube. And uh, we also have a channel called Hardscaper. Okay. So you can go to hardscaper.com and you can see some of the people in the education department at Techo Block doing uh, little short 10, 15 minute speeches on cross section of interlocking pavement, SRW, permeable pavement, all that kind of stuff. And there's little quizzes. And so it's a great way to train your team. Uh, and it's a great way to get acclimated to the hardscape industry if you're not. Cool. Well, I'm thankful you took Brian up on his invitation. That was a, if you ever hear him tell the story, it's pretty funny. I guess he was nervous talking to you and he called you Mr. Paver. Instead yeah. of, do you remember <laughs> my that? My hotel room was booked under Pete Paver. I'm like, that's okay. not was, my last name. It's nice yeah. to meet you, Mr. Paver. Yeah. So I guess the B thing is yeah. Too, yeah. Too, too much. Yeah. Well, there's some guys that have these nicknames and it's like, his, his real name is Common Sense. It's, you're not really, your first name Paver, your last name Pete. Right? Yeah. It's a nickname. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, Brian, if you're listening, man, thanks for the, thanks yeah. for the chuckles. No, and but, thanks for having me here. We appreciate it. Yeah, so thanks for warming up here and uh, looking forward to your speech today. And it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thank you. Well, guys, I really appreciate Pete sharing with us today. And honestly, this is one of those podcasts you probably want to get out a notebook and go back and re-listen, re-listen again. I never even really thought about the 100% down payment. If the customer trusts you and you trust them and trust is all the way around, then it would make sense. Just like when we buy our food, you know, you go into Chick-fil-A, you get that number two, right? The spicy chicken sandwich, right? You pay 100% and then you trust Chick-fil-A is going to bring you your food and they do. And so that trust is obviously there. And so just because there's a comma in it, 
It makes sense. And uh, I know some laws, you know, California or whatnot and other places that's against the law. But in the uh, majority of, of folks listening, you can, you know, do the payment terms. Um, it, it, there's free game to charge whatever uh, draws and deposits and all that that you desire. And so that's just really stretching my thinking to, um, you know, not be so timid uh, with collecting money and to obviously at all times build trust. That's what the game's about, that our customers know, like, and trust us. Uh, you're more likely to purchase from someone you know, like, and trust. So thank you again, Pete. We appreciate the time. Guys, want to let you know that the Diligent Shall Prosper Gold Tracker and Journal, this is exciting, is now available on Amazon. I hope you're getting ready to soar, prosper, crush it this upcoming year. Well, writing down your goals, having a vision board, writing it down on paper, having it before you day in and day out will help you to crush your goals. I actually updated my old vision board, got it ready for 2-2 with the things that I want to see happen uh, next year. Uh, That's all ready to rock and roll. I look at it every single day in my office. And in addition to that, I write down my goals every single morning. I have a little morning routine and I want to invite you to be a part of that uh, by getting the Diligent Shall Prosper Goal Tracker and Journal. Uh, It's 90 days long. It's exactly what I use and do. It will kick off the day with a proverb of the day. It will give you a space to write what you're thankful for each day, guide you through all of this and then a spot to write down your specific measurable goals for the day. There's space to journal as well. It's called the Diligent Shall Prosper. It's our goal tracker and journal. It's a hard cover and it's available on Amazon. Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes. And if you get one, think about maybe picking up a few more and uh, giving them out as holiday gifts. Uh, They will definitely help people to crush the year crush 2022 guys i'm really excited to um go to higher heights this upcoming year and um mature my character and and, uh grow in every area of life and uh it all starts by writing down those goals so you can pick that up click on the link in today's show notes thanks for listening and hope you will join us for tomorrow's episode of the green industry podcast This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.